They say that a mind is a terrible thing to waste. Well, generally that's a true statement. But in this case, there really isn't much mind left in D. Scott's head anyway, so the only thing we're really wasting here is your time. Welcome inside the mind of D. Scott. Ladies and gentlemen, we are experiencing te technical difficulties. Please stand by. Welcome back to another episode of Inside the Mind of B. Scott, episode 34. Hard to believe that it took me 34 episodes to get one of my best friends, uh, not only in the radio industry on this, but uh, just in general. It, it's funny how relationships form and build and how there are some people who will get upset with you and or feel a certain type of way when you do what's right for you personally and go about your business and get a job. Uh, and then there's people who support you no matter where you're working because they they actually respect you as a person. Uh, Eddie Hernandez is uh, is my special guest tonight. I've known Eddie for 20 plus years. Um, I've been in radio one year less than he has. He was a newbie when I started, still newbie, but on the air nonetheless, which was which was awesome. Uh, one of my first memories in radio, as a matter of fact, that I and it, and it, when it comes to radio, Eddie and I are completely opposite ends of the spectrum. Uh, Eddie remembers everything. I remember nothing. Eddie remembers the first song he talked over, which was what, Eddie? Salt and Peppers, What a Man. Wow. So your first radio talk was a cold intro. Well, it was, <laughs> it was, it was an opener. Uh, oh, okay. What's that? A sweeper A? Yeah, yeah, but my first talk break into a song was uh, Salt and Pepper's What a Man. Wow. And I was 100% nervous, by the way. Yeah, well, listen, that, that I think anybody who says that they were not nervous the first time they talked on the radio, no matter what, is a liar. Uh, I would do, back, back in the day, we used to have uh, Casey Kasem, who would do American Top 40, which is now a Ryan Seacrest production. And we did remember we had to announce the winners. And uh, that was my first, that was like my first talk break on the radio was the big thing was we were giving away the countdown, made that sound like it was a pot of gold and it was four CDs of, <laughs> with, commer with national commercials on it. So just imagine how amazing that shit was for the listener. They're like, oh, good. The best. the best 15 seconds of your life. Yeah, and, it, and you know, it was real quick. And, uh, you know, you just, and there is a certain someone who has come and gone from in both of our lives who got into radio. But before he got into radio, uh, SB, uh, he, uh, he recorded everything we did. One of the most ridiculously sound radio minds of anyone I had ever met in my life. Um, F on Steve Blesnick. Steve Blesnick. I was going to say, talking about SB, Stevie yeah, B. Yeah. Steve Blesnick. And dude, he, uh, he would call me on Sunday mornings and he'd be like, hey man, uh, I got an air check of your Casey winner last week. You want to hear it? I was, I'd be like, Steve, no, it was fucking terrible. I don't want to hear that. But he, uh, he listened all the time like always all he, the time yeah he had his own radio station in his bedroom yeah yeah yes he did um have you ever heard the story of how he ended up getting into radio professionally no please please because share. you work 
you worked for the company that I that that he worked for when he worked there. Um, so Dawes was the PD back then of the station I'm on, and he uh, they had an issue overnight, and I think they went off the air, and Blaze picked like picked it up like knew what was like he he fit he was like oh shit kisses off the air whatever and maybe emailed rob or got a hold of rob somehow and and this is this this is the story that dawes told me and it turned into listen man you clearly pay closer attention to my radio station than i do do you want a job like rob was sleeping when the station was off the air never got a notification this is before text messages and all that shit um and that was, Rob was like, I ended up hiring him because the kid always listened. Yeah, he lived it, lived it, yeah. He did. And he's one of those, he's one of those people that, and you know, it's hard to start naming people that have more passion for the radio industry than you and me. Um, there, there are a few that we know, you know, Bro Lou, uh, Mike, Shadow Michaels, Mike, Mike Patrick, um, Joey. Love Shadow, love Shadow, love Shadow. Shadow is just what a sick twisted individual he is he is um, but uh i uh joey rosati joey kid you know the and i and i know there are people that we don't know that have a love for this business oh that, sure you know, sure but blez blez was different like it, it just it was different with him like he just had that absolute passion for radio and it was crazy i was like dude i don't care that much about anything like <laughs> well yeah he he definitely uh that was his baby, you know. Yes. And, uh, when I first met him, I was well, showing my age. I was 20, 24. Okay. And, the, and the kid uh, uh, would know every single thing. Mm -hmm. Hey, maybe you should play this sweeper. You should play this liner. I'm like, dude, like. Oh, by the way, most people say those words with an ER at the end. Eddie is from the Bronx and pronounces words differently. As a matter of fact, I'm drinking water. Water. W-A-T-A. -A. <laughs> say it normal. Okay, water. <laughs> water. Sweeper. Liner. Sweeper. <laughs> uh, by the way, for those of you that are not radio proficient, uh, sweepers or liners are the things that we play in between the songs when we're not talking. Yeah. Also yeah. known as station imaging. Um, <laughs> one of the, one of the, and I, I started to get into this and then it, it just, you know, in typical D Scott fashion faded away quickly. Um, oh, excuse me. One of the, one of the things I remember was you were on one night on the, other, on the, on the station that we both worked for and you had done a break and I called you on the air. I didn't even have the hotline number at the time i was just you know like i was a i, I probably was, said when you were ringing said, here we fucking go no 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 no, no because <laughs> excuse it, my language <laughs> no we barely knew each other like we knew each other to see because okay i got you the guy i interned for and you were friends and whatever whatever but i i called you up and commended you on a, on a break you had just did and you, you know you were like thank you you know it was you were completely humble about it you were cool about it you weren't like one of those on-air dickheads Mm. Um, and that was it. But I literally called the listener line because I did not have the inside line number. Even, like, I'm like, it's fucked up that I don't have this. Like, I work here. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And I don't, I don't even remember if the break was actually good. I was just like, and I think I was drunk. I was home alone. Great. I think I was drunk. <laughs> and, and, and it may or may not have been a good break, but I called to tell you that it was. 
course. And then you, you you also bashed me that one time through. What yeah, you. well, I did that. Um, young and stupid, we ended up being competitors, and I sent Eddie a uh, a very nice email to let him know that he was pretty much effed on Saturday nights because he had to go up against me. And uh, now, I mean, and it, in, in all reality, looking back, I was just a, a stupid kid. And it was an unfair fight because I had a much bigger weapon than you did. Yeah, yeah absolutely. But, you know, at the time, uh, Diggity, we'll call him Dawsey, uh, said, go out and have fun. Right. We're just a, a don't, we're just a pimple. Just have fun, you know, yeah. do what you got to do. And, uh, and I, you know, I took that to heart and, uh, but I know that, yeah, the juggernaut that, uh, you are on, but it was just like, uh, I get the freaking email from you and I'm like, this fucking guy, dude, I'm like really guy. What an asshole. But right, thanks. I got to <laughs> talk over blue. I got to talk over blue Cantrell now. Thanks. Yeah. But the thing, <laughs> and the thing was back when I was, and I was doing that on Saturday nights, um, we were doing a total request show at the time because TRL was big. So, I mean, it was, a, it was just a fun time I mean, and not for nothing. You guys sounded ridiculously hot for what you guys had to work with. Um, so did, it's not that we didn't, but the tools that you guys have, because, and I know this now and, and to look back at it too, I kind of go, hey, I was just young and stupid because I like, I don't give a shit at this point where you work. If you're working and you're good and you're cool, you're not as long as you aren't like one of those arrogant fucks i got no beef with you at all you got to be humble you got to be humble in this business if um, you're not it will find its way very quickly to humble you yeah absolutely and uh, yeah we, this is uh when uh we were at the bunker yeah it was uh, a lot of black moss in that building i'll tell you black <laughs> mold i should say yeah black, black mold, mold. Yeah, yeah black moss but yeah it was uh it was, people always ask me, you know, like when was my uh, best times in radio? I would say early 2000s, man. Yep. Uh, 2002, mm -hmm. three, four. It was amazing. And we were young. Yep. Um, I had hair. Um, and it was just an amazing time to be in radio because uh, radio at that time, it was, you could say things that were a little risky, mm -hmm. and, but it was fun radio. You know, um, I don't, I don't want to go off the point, but you, you've known me for a long time and me and you were never line of card readers. I don't know if that makes sense. We always put in our own words when we went on the radio. One of and, the, uh, one of the early, early lessons. Okay. Again, we'll go for the layman's terms. For those that don't know radio that just happen to be listening, liner cards, a lot of times the information that's going on with a radio station is used to be written on like index cards. And you would have to take all the information or it would be in like a three ring binder and you'd have the, the sheet of paper with all bullet points on it. And one of the early lessons that Eddie and I were both taught was you take in all this information, you read it, and then you put it in your own words. Don't read it verbatim off the sheet. Mm -hmm. um, it's not yeah. written by someone that is trained to do what we do or that has the mind that we have. It, it's, and, yes. and contrary to what people think, there are people in radio that are quite creative and coming up with different ways to say the same shit over and over again. Um, and then there are people that are liner card readers and they just read verbatim what is put in front of them. And it sounds like they're reading and it comes off boring and it just, 
Does it matter? No. To your average listener, I don't think that kind of stuff matters. Not even a little. No, but to people who know what they're listening to that don't do that, it matters. Um, which, yeah. granted, you know, we can't, we don't affect ratings on the on the actual writing down of rating, you know, with, when it comes to the diaries and all that stuff and, and generating the ratings. But um, for, for people that are creative in this business and then have done it for a long time, it bothers us that people do that because we don't do that. And that's not how it's supposed to be done. It's kind of like, you know, it, go ahead. It's the, uh, I'm sorry. It's the entertainment field. Yes. We're basically actors and actresses. And we got to, if you're on the radio for four hours, I am going to give you the 100% best I can to entertain you. I'm right. being paid to entertain you in my own words, my own style. I am not going to go on the radio and go, hey, check this out because it's going to be awesome. I'm going <laughs> to bang your ear. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yep. Now, I, we, you know, what a, one of the things, and it's, and it's so funny that um, the longevity that we've both had in this business, two completely different on-air styles uh, for Eddie and I. Eddie is a very in-your-face, not a shock jock, but will come out with some stuff. You're like, oh, shit, like, what did he just say? Where, <clears throat> you know, some of the stuff, I've, I've gotten to the point, I mean, some of my best shows that I've done were me just not wanting to be here essentially and not caring you know what i mean and just like whatever pops into my head saying some off the ball like weird whatever it's, it's funny it's, you say that because if if someone uh, emailed uh, our bosses like on monday yeah and they said well i i couldn't catch the name but i heard this dj oh it was eddie <laughs> you know, right, right, oh it was definitely eddie yeah, you know what I mean. Yep. I, I mean, but again, that's that's what I love because you 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 try to stand out. You know, you, you have to stand out. It's it's competition in this in this business. You know what I mean? So uh, more so now than ever, um, which is crazy. I mean, there's so many different avenues for people to get their music from. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of the apps that are out there just don't have the the what radio has, and I think that's why radio is still relevant as much as people yeah. want to admit or want to say that it isn't. Um, you know, it's a dying industry. It's this, it's that, and the other thing. And I, I see a lot of people complain about um, just radio in general, even radio people complaining about kind of the, the, the restrictions or the, you know, the change that have been put on radio personalities. Yeah. And if you aren't able to adapt and adjust to what radio has become, radio is not what it was in the 70s, 80s, early 90s, even early 2000s. Yeah, um, but people don't want to get that. Like they still want to have that free reign and, and talk for two minutes in between songs or a minute and a minute and a half in between songs and play a phone call, like the full phone call, not just the meat of the phone call that you need, but like the whole thing. Hey, where are you from? What are you doing? Like all the small talk bullshit. Um, we're not there anymore. And, and oh, the yeah. attention spans of people have gotten so short that mm -hmm. we have to do what we do and keep that music moving. And, and a lot of times, you know, with the perception of what things are, if we stop the music and we start talking, people assume we're going into commercials and they're going to change the station. Yeah, it's like they have the, um, 
what do you call it? With what was that uh, that saying? With uh, they have the uh, listening ability of like a goldfish. You got to catch them right away, or they're gonna just yeah, yeah, yeah and you got to it's the 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 uh, the acronym has always been KISS. Keep it simple, stupid. Yep. You know, you know and you got to be quick to the point. You can talk for a little bit, like we have, you know, if you're talking up a longer intro song or something, uh, a, a, a mistake that I hear a lot of people do is try to get to the post. <laughs> try to get there. I got wait, for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, wait for it, call letter. Yeah, like, what are you doing? Like, I got a 34 second talk up. Yeah. I'm going to use all 34 seconds to not say a fucking thing. <laughs> and it's... I mean, we're all guilty of it. We've all done it. Oh, it's, ama time. it's amazing when you do it, though. Well, I mean, it is. It, but if you have something to say there yeah. that doesn't go off as come off as rambling and you're just, like, repeating yourself just to get to the post. Oh, uh, again, not radio people. The post oh, yeah. is where the, where the lyrics start. Or there's musical posts, too, where the music changes. Yeah. Uh, Bl Blinding Lights by The Weeknd has like three musical posts in his intro. Uh, or Darud, you can just talk over the entire song. We just And there's some DJs out there that could hit post on a Kenny G song. Yeah. <laughs> or just use it as a bet. <laughs> oh, man. You just uh, talk for three and a half minutes. Yeah, there's no lyrics in the song, so I just... <laughs> Talked over Kenny G's entire song. Sandstorm was the same way. It was like, when do I <laughs> shut up? When do I stop? I did good, right? I did good, right? And that was back. I was we. I was at the other place then, and and then Donnie Michaels was my boss. He's like, mm -hmm. yeah, yeah, that was good. But could you make it shorter next time? I was like, Donnie, where's the post? I was like, when am I supposed to stop talking, man? It's just a techno song. Just do a Casey Kasem winner. You're fine. Yeah, I was, yeah, exactly. Or I would just do my long distance dedication. Talk about yeah, yeah. Um, I think one of the funniest stories I think I've ever heard you tell is the day that uh, there was no Casey Kasem winner in the studio. And a certain someone that we both know, his name is Sean. Yes. Uh, yeah. Training you. Yeah. So um, allow me to give my rendition of the story so that Eddie can laugh at it. And Eddie Sean, I, I'm going to remind Sean to listen to this, and he will know when. <laughs> so uh, if you if you if you circle back to what Eddie and I were talking about with Casey Kasem and announcing the uh, the Casey Kasem winners when we were just young and stupid in this business, and it was our big time to shine on the radio, you know, all. 15 seconds of the win announcing the winner. Um, keep, in mind, I said, keep in mind, probably working on zero hours of sleep because I was like 20 at the time. And yeah. I yeah, was so. like the thing to do. So, yeah. So it was like we were out all night long or go to bed at like four in the morning, wake up and get to work at six to yeah. make sure backtracks started on time. And then Casey would come on at eight o'clock. Um, there's another one. There's a listen for those that are listening that are in radio that know us from back in the day, and you're like backtracks. I remember that shit with Kid Kelly. Backtracks USA, USA with Kid Kelly. All right, gang. Yep. In the National Broadcasters Hall of Fame now. Good for him. Um, Amazing. What a tremendous jock he was too. By the way, what a tremendous, tremendous on-air personality. Um, so anyway, so what they would do is they would leave us the winner's name in the studio. Hopefully they would leave us a winner's name in the studio. So 
Sunday morning rolls around. Eddie is still very, very new. I'm not even in the business at this point. Uh, and there was no name left. So Sean, our mutual friend, told Eddie, uh, yeah, just, just make up a name. Um, <laughs> Dwayne Lineback. <laughs> so Eddie comes on the radio and, and does his whole spiel announces Dwayne Lineback as the winner of American Top 40s, Kate, you know, the CDs that we, whatever. If you want to win next week's countdown, send us a self-addressed stamped envelope or postcard, whatever the fuck it was. Uh, so Eddie does that on the air, live. And uh, Sean is laughing his ass off in the studio next to Eddie listening. Because un, uh, uh, the unaware Eddie Hernandez didn't know that Dwayne Lineback was actually the real name of our boss <laughs> oh, God. went by Michael Morgan on the radio. Uh, Mike, I didn't mean to blow up your spot. If you do listen to this, as you got two former employees and two people that respect you in this business for what you have done for us and, and just the amazing stuff you have done in radio uh, with that radio station that we all worked for and just in general, but yes, Eddie, did that and had no idea what he was doing and did you get spoken to about that like, oh you know? no i think i i was still nervous at the time i think i recorded that break onto uh real to real oh real to real yeah and that's, uh, that's no. tape, ladies and gentlemen that's tape yes <laughs> and then yes that was uh, back in my day um <laughs> I, I never got spoken to for that but Every other break I did, oh my God, that guy. Oh, dude, um, one of my other favorite. They, listen, and it's funny, I can tell, and, and it's not like I, I'm talking to Eddie like I'm eulogizing him here, um, <laughs> even though he's here, like he's part of the conversation. Um, yeah, how's it going? <laughs> but uh, another favorite of mine is back when we started, uh, everything was live. We, we were literally there. There was someone, at least on some of the stations, all the time. Uh, 24 so, 7 365 and when you started in our business you in, in radio you started as a board op which now is called a producer um and then you would have to go into the production studios and you'd have to bust your ass and come up with demo tapes and leave them on your pd's desk and they would give you feedback and then you'd have to make another demo tape yo not for nothing by the way credit to me i made two and got on the air that was it like i just had to make two I made like 25. Yeah, see, it was, um, I'll get to that story in a little bit. Um, so then when you got on the air, you were working the shit hours, which in radio would be overnights on the weekend. Not overnights Monday through Friday. That actually meant something. Overnights on a weekend. So Friday, Friday from midnight to 6 a.m. Saturday morning and or Saturday night into Sunday morning. And back, we used to have uh, 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 celebrity IDs, essentially. So you would just, so people would, we would write stuff up and we would send them to certain companies that, you know, had people read liners. So just, to, and uh, one, of the, one of the people that back then, before he was a huge star, was Adam Sandler. Yes. <laughs> so good. So we had a station ID liner from Adam Sandler. Hi, this is Adam Sandler, and you're listening to radio station X, Y, and Z. 
Eddie played the Adam Sandler liner <laughs> three songs three, in a row. Three songs in a row. Mossy Playground, Sex and Candy. EU's doing the butt. <laughs> yes, I went there. And uh, Digital Underground, Humpty Dance. But now, let's circle back to me saying, remember that Eddie remembers every single thing. I don't remember anything. I've done some ridiculous stuff. I remember the bits that I've done. I remember the stunt shit that I've done. I do not remember the music I was playing. So three songs in a row, Eddie plays this Adam Sandler liner only to get hotlined by the boss who was always listening and, always. and, got, always. and got reprimanded Monday morning. God damn it, my office, Monday morning. <laughs> Holy shit, yeah. And the other one too, um, I would have to, if, if I was doing the opener, I would have to, if he was on, I would have to wake him up at oh. 4.30. He would be on at 6 to 10. Yep. He, would, he would split shifts. I would have to call him at 4.30. Good morning. Hey, good morning. So now I know he's going to be listening on his way down. Yep. And then it, it, it was a nightmare because, again, I'm still trying to learn radio. Yeah. And trying to do it again. And then he comes into the studio, and then uh, there's 20 seconds left on the Denon CD. We'll get to that later. <laughs> and he's not leaving. He's standing in not there. Leaving. Yeah, he's nothing more nerve wracking than having your boss, as a new on air person, who's still trying to find your your thing, your your voice, your style, your groove. So really painful. don't know. Really don't know what you're going to say because, listen, there are people in this business that write down their breaks. And I don't knock that at all. If it comes off as, as natural, it's fantastic. I know Sugar Bear used to write out his breaks. And you would never tell that. You could never, ever tell that. Sugar, Bear's, was, a legend. Sugar Bear's a legend. I, legend. I love Sugar Bear. He trained me for uh, the, the mix show. Yep. And absolute. What's that? Amazing guy. Amazing talent. Sugar Bear. Absolutely. Yes. And but I I'm great friends with his son Jay Will and mm -hmm. he was like yo my dad used to write out all this stuff and I'm like yeah but you never knew it like I, and that's fine like I don't care but Eddie and I are two people that don't write our stuff down mm -hmm. our ideas so as we're looking at the CD and there's 45 seconds left and you're going hmm I got to figure out what I'm gonna say here because I haven't been doing that which you're supposed to be doing in between songs. When you have like three, you have like a three song sweep before you talk again. And you're like, I got to come up with something to say. And uh, so for anyone, if you're trying to do that and you're kind of, you know, searching for something and your boss is standing in the studio. It was bad. It was bad. It was bad. That's like, I mean, if you want to equate it to something, to someone that's not in radio that's listening right now, just think about being a newbie in any position and just having your boss stand there and watch you. Do your job. Yeah. That's I'm, it. I'm micromanaging, yeah. but yeah. talking into a microphone with him directly behind you. Yeah. Into a stop set. <laughs> and back then, definitely talk about a promo. I mean, uh, whatever was going on, you know what yep. I mean? Uh, uh, Christmas uh, concentration. Whatever, yeah, whatever it was. And you had to, and back then there was no, like, a, a lot of stuff now is in and out, 30 seconds at most. Back then, you were like, you could spew. As long as you weren't rambling, they didn't really care. So if you were going 45 minutes, 45 seconds to a minute, 
it was cool, but make sure it makes sense and that you're not talking in circles because you're talking too much. Well, make make sure you listen on Monday morning with Woody and Jim for your chance to win right here on Call Letter. <laughs> yeah, sound like nervous as it is, and it, you know, and then and then you're even more nervous because you got your boss, the boss's boss, standing there, and you're like, "What the? Can you get out? <laughs> Can you get out now?" Like he told, me, he, he, he told me, "He goes, you're gonna have to work on your, uh, your." Gonna have to work on some things there, already. Oh, okay. Thank you. Thanks. Uh, it would have been better if you weren't standing there breathing in my ear. Like I, I could hear you. I could feel your breath on my neck. Like it would have been better if you weren't there. This room is right now. If he watch, if he uh, listens to this pod, this podcast, you have to remember that. He he has to remember that. Oh, I'm sure. It, it, but back. To, but but now. To bring it back, and, and we're having fun at, at the – it's more so just us being young and nervous. It's got yeah. nothing to do with him. He was doing his job. And, but he made us and a lot of people the radio personalities that they are today. He pushed us. Yeah. He, he had a, a huge influence on quite a few people, some of which have become extremely successful in this business. Absolutely. Can I uh, – since we're talking about that, <clears throat> Rob and him – uh, they gave me my name, uh, the, my Hernandez. Okay. Uh, did, did you know that? Or no. No. Yeah. They, I thought uh, you meant the Filipino sensation. No, that was DJ Thomas. Oh, okay. <laughs> love, love DJ Thomas. That wasn't um, an always. That always wasn't an Eddie Hernandez thing. <laughs> yeah. So and uh, I would go on the radio like this because I thought this was the way to do it. And this is no BS. Mm -hmm. Call letter, call letter. Hey, why don't you just, you know, you can, you can, you know, give me a call here at, the hell are you doing? Why are you? Hey, it's going to be a beautiful day. Here's Sugar Ray on. <laughs> doing that. You know what I mean? So it's yeah. just like, and like you, a lot of, it's almost like riding a bicycle. It took me a long time, and I'm not afraid to say this, it took me, I would say, a, a solid six months before the butterflies went away. Right. I mean, I, I, and then I said, you know what, Robin, MM, all right, let me just try this. And then I would say I got very comfortable January 2000. Okay. Because I, I, um, I got the, uh, the over, full-time overnights in September of 99. Okay. Which is, by the way, when I started in radio. Yeah. So it, it, it took me a while to get that, what do you call it, honing your craft as far yeah, as... Well, it, it, it takes a while, I think for anybody that does this, it takes a while to find your radio groove, um, finding yes. your voice, finding your style finding, you know, the, your, your lane to do things because you don't want to do things the way, not everybody can do things the same way. I know people try to emulate other people in this business, but if you can find a way to take bits and pieces of a bunch of different radio personalities and make them and, and then work them into your own personality, it's not something that happens in the first year, the first two no. years. No. It takes a while to find that. Mm -hmm. And 
everyone should still be doing their homework as far as be, uh, if you're still a, a DJ doing this. Yeah. You're not there. Everyone still needs critiquing. I don't care what anyone says. And anybody that's not in radio who says it's easy being a radio DJ, I call bullshit. Radio is very, very hard. It is. Now, and it's, I've tried to explain it to people, and, and not so much, like I've never had anyone really come up and go, radio's so easy, like all you do is talk. I'm like, okay. My argument to that is, I got a four-hour air shift. There are five things that I need to talk about. Now, if you're talking seven, eight times an hour, two to three of those need to be station-oriented um, oh, station yeah. breaks. You need to talk about what's going on with the radio station, or it has to be a cross promo where you're talking about your morning show, or you're talking about a different, something that's going on on a different day part of your show. So those, so you got two to three breaks an hour that you have to talk about this stuff. Now, if you have five, six things that you got to talk about in a four hour shift and you're doing two to three of those an hour, first and foremost, that's four, four breaks the hour that you're coming up with your own content. Um, now I got to talk about what the morning show is doing every hour, which is just smart. You need to, you're always pushing that morning show. I don't give a shit what day part you're working. Mm -hmm. If you're on the weekends, you should be cross promoting your morning show. That mm -hmm. is your bread and butter for the station. Yeah. Now I have to come up with a different way to talk about the same show yeah. later on in the hour, later on in the, in the, in the shift. Not that, and in all reality, I don't have to come up with a different way and i say that because the audience turns over so especially in the format we're doing but for me personally i need to come up with a new way to say that absolutely so you're telling me now and that's like me handing someone a sheet of paper with 12 bullet points of information on it looking at them going i want you to read this i want you to remember all of the stuff that's on it and now I want you to tell me in 15 seconds very specific things in your own words, and I want you to do that four times. And I don't want you to repeat yourself. You can talk about the same things that are going on or the same subjects, but I want you to word what you're saying to me differently. Yeah. So don't tell me. I got a Big Mac French fries and a large soda the same way you told me you got a Big Mac large fries and a soda last time. Say it different. Yep. Absolutely. You're telling me radio is easy. Try to sell me French fries, Big Mac, soda differently four times. Also, try to do that in 10 seconds because your song's about to start. Right. Oh, yeah. And by the way, when the words kick in, you have to shut up and be done with your break. Unless you want to talk over a Kenny G song, but yeah. Right. Oh, well, yeah. That's circle back to the everyone's like who the fuck is kenny g <laughs> it's warren g's cousin yeah yeah but uh yeah i uh i uh hold radio very very sacred i um i uh every time i'm on the radio it's been a while since i've been on the radio but i make my radio show my breaks like it's my last break i'll ever do um a word and i'm guaranteeing that no new people in the business are going to listen to the words we're saying uh there's going to be some old school people that will listen to this and go man that's that's true that's true that's true uh you're only as good as your last break yeah. 
I don't care how good you are, okay? Uh, you could be Broadway Bill Lee. You could be Spider Harrison. You man. could be George McFly. You could be Joey Rosati. The man. But you're only as good as your last break. So if the last break that Joey Kidd did or Joe Rosati did, no, and I'm not, I'm just saying, listen, and I don't expect ever to hear a bad break out of Rosati. Okay. I just don't. Yeah. Not, not now, not at this point in his career, Mr. Fucking Los Angeles, New York City, Minneapolis, Detroit. That uh, kid, that kid, I'll call him kid. I'll call him, he's younger than us. He would live in the production room. And but look where he's at. Look where he exactly. is. What he's done. Exactly. What he's like. Look what he's done. But no matter how good that guy is, and and we'll just okay. So we'll we'll take it off, Joe, because I I got nothing but love and respect for Joey. Um, it doesn't matter who it is. If you screw up the last radio break, the last talk break you did on the radio, that's what the listeners heard and remember, and they may be done with radio for the day. So that's the last thing they heard. You're only no matter how good you actually are. You're only as good as your last break. That's like me every break. I'm like, geez, what the hell did I say that? <laughs> well, now, listen, funny thing is, the reason Eddie treats every break he does like it's his last is because half the time, the words that come out of his mouth might be the reason that it was his last break on the radio because he may get fired. <laughs> Just, I, bl- I blame my old PD for that. Don't lose whatever you – just don't lose the license. Yes, don't lose the license. Do what you got to do. Don't lose the license. Be you. Have fun. Kick ass. Thanks. Cool. cool. Did you watch the Patriot game? No, not yet. <laughs> um, I, I made sure to uh, to Mr. Shadow Michaels, Mike Patrick, uh, whom I love, which, by the way, one of the coolest things to be a part of, and I, I always say, I, I said it earlier, you and I are different, different, completely different styles on the air. Uh, mutual, nothing but love and respect for each other um, and different outlooks and takes on this business. And um, I know a lot of you and I know you, I know Joe, uh, Steve, a lot of you guys, and a lot of people really had that love for radio, bro Lou as well, like that love for radio, like really like as a kid had that drive and that passion and wanted to do this. I stumbled into radio I fell in love with radio after I got into radio, um, but I was not the uh, the kid like just listening to the radio for the DJs. I listened to radio for the music. You know, we, we we come from a time where breaking music was on the radio and it wasn't on some streaming service, some platform on the internet. It, I didn't catch everything. Do you hear this artist on SoundCloud? Like, no, I didn't find out about people until it was on the radio um because the internet wasn't a thing like that that wasn't even a thing so did did you know i uh, got a i went to school uh for tv originally did you know that so fucking glad that didn't work out no they tried to become a cameraman and oh (laughs) yeah and they they uh, pursued me to do tv and radio uh and i'm like all right i had no idea what radio was and i'm I'm like who is marconi like, right. it, and I'm like, what is this? What is that? And I'm like, I, I had no idea. But I actually, for me, like I went to the radio school. I had a love for music. I kind of wanted to learn how to make music, yeah. not necessarily to play it, but to do the, the, the production aspect of it. So I figured like, you know, back then there wasn't a lot of options to do. Like now colleges all have that, or you just figure it out on your own. Um, 
so I figured like, let's try this. And I got into it and started kind of listening to the radio different and, and getting, but like when we were at that school, you know, you had your, your, your shifts. So you had like a shift of show prep, a shift of news, a shift of production, a shift on this side, a shift of this. I didn't give a rat's ass about the production stuff. Yeah. I didn't give a rat's ass about that. Like if I had to go in and do the news part, like I wasn't, you weren't getting a serious newscast out of me. Like, are you kidding me? I was like, yeah. what the fuck is this? <laughs> um, but in the studio, that was different. I wanted to do that on air thing. I wanted to. And I started out because um, I was going there right as the, the one hip hop station in the market launched. And I'm okay. Right. at heart, I'm a hip hop fan. And that's back when, you know, they played hip hop music on the hip hop station. It wasn't a rhythmic CHR. It wasn't, you heard some hip hop records mixed in with, in, in, and then they play fucking in sync. Like that just didn't happen. There was no crossover. Like you were getting EPMD or you were getting 50 Cent, the shit that was coming out, the locks, you know, Diddy, whatever it was. And I remember our teacher was like, I really don't think hip hop like an urban station is for you and i'm like because i'm white i'm like i don't understand like he's like and then i would go in and i would do it like you know you could pick the format that you did you weren't everybody did what they wanted to someone did a classic rock format or an ac format or whatever i was doing hip-hop format and they would air check me and they're like i don't understand how you do it but you pull it off and i'm like pull what off i'm like that's I'm a hip hop fan. Like I, I was like, I don't understand why, because all like you think I was like, I, there is no accent for me to put on. Mm. I'm not going to yo, yo, yo it. Yeah. But <laughs> I'm like, isn't that the idea is to be like a, a radio. And this is the other thing that people get confused on. Do you like the music you play? I don't give a shit about the music I play. Mm. A good radio personality is a chameleon. You can do anything. You can do any format. I did country. I fucking hate country music. I never you know? did country. <laughs> I, you did I, rock? No. You did rock. rock? Yeah, that was, rock, was, I, rock was awesome. I love rock. So Classic rock me, is my favorite music. Tell me you were not the most comfortable on the air doing rock oh, than any other format. It was great. It was awesome. I, I did get in trouble, though, my, my second break. Shocking. That, <laughs> yeah. Holy shit, I, I would never believe it. I, I talked over... Uh, ACDC's Hell's Bells. Yeah. Okay. I talked for 40 seconds because whatever. Get a call. Hi, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> Who's this? You effed up my song. That's my favorite part. <laughs> Sorry. Second. I had no idea. And then Diggity, who was the PD, was like, yeah, you, it, rock, rock is different. You can't really uh, just in and out, in and out. That's it. And that's. That's the problem. That's the only problem is a lot of times too, is nothing is explained to you. Oh yeah. You just go in, they're like, okay, you could do this. And they're like, yeah, okay, sure. So you take a CHR DJ or radio personality and put them on a rock station. Yo, delivery is completely different. Style is, there is no talking up records. You're not talking over the, the, the intro of a song. You shut the fuck up. Like people, don't, those listeners don't want that. They're like, yo, Please stop talking over the beginning of Enter Sandman. Like, I like that. Like, I want to hear that. I'm like, oh, shit. Okay. My bad. But I'm a, I'm a top 40 DJ. This is how I'm trained. 
And actually, when I did rock, they did they let us do that. No, nobody seemed to really give a shit. Yeah. Um, because it was also their way of keeping the momentum going. It was a shift as as a shift in the format, kind of where it was like, no, you can talk over the beginning. Yeah, I mean, you don't have to hit the whole thing. You don't have to talk up the intros. Rock intros are long as shit, dude. Like we just. Well, they're pretty awesome. Yeah, your your, <laughs> your boss now asked me uh, if I wanted to fill in. This is many years ago in the bunker for the the rock station. Yeah. And a break for me. I said, "All right." And I'm like, "Here's Steve Miller with the Joker." He goes, "Eddie, it's Miller, not Miller." <laughs> so I'm like, like, "Jesus." Not to me, it isn't. That's not how I say it. Sorry. I talk this way. I can't help it. <laughs> it's, uh, I love it. I love it. I love radio. I miss it. I haven't been on, man. Oh, I'm sure you do, man. It's, it's tough. It's one of these businesses that once it's in you, man, and, and there's not a lot of things out there like this. But I think, I think what it is is the people that get involved in this business have that love and passion. Um, the... Uh, I would love to be able to say that there are a, there is an entire class out there right now that is younger that have that. I don't know that for a fact because I don't hear it. Uh, there are some extremely talented young people in this business. There are also a lot of why the fuck are you on the radio people in this business? And, uh, and, that, goes, think... and that goes all over like that, that that's not just where we're located. That goes to every market that I've heard radio in. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, uh, again, this is my opinion. You might agree with me. I think when we got into radio, uh, the computer aspect of everything, everything wasn't really there, like the tools you have now. Right. That's why I hold radio very sacred in my heart. And uh, because you, you were there when you had to hit the CD into a jingle and back into the CD. Mm -hmm. And I, I was working with cart machines too. I mean, this right. is for you. So it was like, like now, for instance, if you have to go to the bathroom with your, your car, you have, it could be auto. It could be, you know, it, yeah. it's auto. back then, if I had to go to the bathroom with my car, I had three minutes and 52 seconds to do what I needed to do, or there's going to be dead air. Yep. And on top of the fact Sometimes these CDs skipped live on the radio. Right. Yeah, that sounds great. So if you're doing your business in the bathroom and you hear like, you know, Aerosmith, I don't want to miss a thing. Eh, 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 eh. You better be wiping, boy, because, you you know, that's you better <laughs> saying so. Yep. But I, I think people, uh, you know, the people that were in the business when they got into the business back in the day have a greater respect for it because we were there when I'm saying two in the morning, three in the morning, uh, a, a bad uh, winter storm, your ass had to be at that radio station. Yeah, yeah, you did. Um, and it's and again, it's not to say that there are not people getting into this business now that have that drive and that love. Um, they're few and far between at this point. I feel. And these that listen, and anyone that's listening, uh, you may feel different. I don't know. This is not too people that have been in the business for 20 plus years with our old man, get off my lawn moments. That's not what we're doing. Um, but it's, it's different now. Uh, one of the biggest 
problems I hear with people. You and I have had conversations and you'll text me and go, yo, that break was really good, whatever, whatever. And I'll be like, and I'll text you back, yo, what did I say? Because a lot of radio now, because of all the other stuff that we have to do in this business, a lot of it isn't live. It, it's a lot of voice tracking and, and, and it is what it is. Now, one of the things that was said to me that I think is, uh, and, I, and I don't want to sound like I'm drinking the, the voice tracking Kool-Aid and or, you know, brainwashed by anything. First and foremost, voice tracking has made it easier for the people that wear four or five hats in radio to do their other four responsibilities and not spend four hours in the studio tied up, not being able to do anything else. Um, but, and, and this does, the, what it was, what was said to me was not necessarily about the tracking, but using <clears throat> specific out of market talents that have large names. Um, and it, and it, it was true. And I was like, that makes a lot of sense. Um, it was, People still watch David Letterman, but they know that he's not live in Niskayuna at the CBS building. Yeah. And I went, you know, it's, it's, the, it's the entertainment aspect that you're bringing to what you're doing. Um, to, now, to go back to my original point, everything I do now at this point is voice track um, because I am not full-time on-air personality. I'm not in programming. That is not my, my, one, my top responsibility. Yeah. I have other responsibilities in radio that I do for other markets. Um, but you'll go, dude, you're, you're tracked. I can't tell. And I'm like, yeah, that's the idea. But a good voice tracker. <clears throat> and he just walked away. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> He's like, hang on. I'm like, cool. The fun part is, is on the, I don't edit anything on these, uh, on these podcasts. So this is all going to be in there. Um, now, my point, as I was saying, it was a good voice tracker has, can can execute a voice track show to make it sound like they're actually there. But the reason I can do that is because I've put in the work being live on the radio for over a decade, doing my show, knowing what it takes to execute an actual radio show. So I just take all of that. And instead of having to wait for the songs to fully play, I just go to all of the points where I'm supposed to talk. I do my breaks. All I have to focus on is talking on the radio. I do that and I'm done and it's, and it's there and it's ready to go so that when I'm on the radio from time A to time B, all of my tracks are there. But the reason it sounds good, the reason it sounds like I'm actually live, the reason it doesn't sound like I'm, you know, searching for shit to do is because I spent 12 15 years of this job on the radio live yeah so i can execute a show like i can i don't know as if i would be able to go right now and go back i could get used to it again but do a live show i could get used to it and for and it because again it's just just taking it and i gotta sit there and wait but that's why when you text me and go yo you sound like you're there blah 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 i'm like and what break what place did i do yeah yeah and it, but it's also like i've done this for so long so that I actually know how to execute that show and I know how to do what I'm doing. You hear a lot of these newbies that are somehow landing full-time jobs in voice tracking and they sound rusty. They sound awful. Not, they don't sound awful, but they sound rehearsed. They sound like they're not, you know, it's very robotic. It's very 
point A to point B. There is no, it's not conversational. It's not a natural thing, but that's because they've never done anything but that. And there's a solid chance they weren't even given the right training to do what they're doing. Mm. And that's a problem. Yeah. You know, I don't care if you're voice tracked or live. Going back to what Eddie said earlier, air checking. If you got new people in this business that, and I say new, we're talking like five years experience and you got them on in, in, at night or in the midday or in the morning, I don't give a shit where you put them on. If you are not sitting them down and air checking them as their boss, you need to be, you need to be helping them out because they think what they're doing is just fine. I've dude, we've had conversations and I've seen so many people that just rely on ratings. Like, oh, I must be doing it right because I'm number one in my day part. I'm like, just because you're number one in your day part doesn't mean you're fucking good at what you're doing. Yeah. It just, it doesn't. Not in this business. Like, ratings for radio, it's not TV where they can track who turns on the goddamn television. Yeah, yeah. Like, we don't have that in radio. This is all, well, you know, they, they have a couple of different ways that they, you people, that, that we get our ratings. But a lot of it is based on like what they remember and it's there are still markets we're in a diary market and it's like you did good because people know the radio station they remember it because it's been around for 40 years that's what they write down they weren't listening to you but that's what they wrote down Mm -hmm. and now like what you're saying you wouldn't i would take my my air checks on cassette tape (laughs) on cassette tape and uh, I would like, you know, mail them to and to get critiques just yeah. as, you know, hey, give me a listen. What do you think? Hey, work on this, work on that. Great. Thank you. Right. And then, right. Uh, yeah. Getting, getting um, constructive criticism from outside sources is an amazing way to get better because you're giving it to as many ears that know. So if you send me something and you send the same thing to Joe or to Broadway Bill Lee, the three of us are going to give you different feedback on each, like on different things. Cause we all don't hear the same thing. We all don't think the same way, but you have to take all of that constructive criticism and figure it out. And I mean, granted, you know, we don't execute the, per- the perfect break every single time. There are things that I can go, that was good, but I could have done it better. Or I could have done it different. Um, I'm not a, I didn't like the way I, and like I said, I, cause I track. I'm That's not one of those. What's great about radio, live radio, you can't redo it. Right. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's, uh, well, see, that's that's what I was getting to is because oh. I said, you know, I'm tracked. I'm not necessarily a one take kind of guy because if I, I mean, if I stumble and really screw it up, I'm like, Mm-mm, we start over. But my break is my break unless it's like, hit, 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 oh, fuck. I obviously can't leave that in there because you can't say fuck on the radio. No, that's not true. Anyone that tells you you can't say fuck on the radio is wrong. You can once. A few times, it's fine. You can say it once. You may not be able to talk on the radio ever again, (laughs) but you have said fuck on the radio. You can do it. Um, So, but that's, you know, I'm not, like I said, I'm I'm as much of a one-take guy as I possibly can be unless it's really... Even, I don't even... Remember when the last time I voice tracked? I don't. I would probably probably still need help. Right. I I don't I don't know. I don't. But you didn't. You weren't in a position where you had to. And no, no. One of the funniest things I remember getting a call from you, and you're like, "Yo, how long does it take you to do your show?" 
to track it. And I'm like, 20 minutes? <laughs> and you're like, is it? Oh. So you're like, yo, it took me an hour and a half. <laughs> I was oh, yeah. edit, edit, stop. What am I doing? Program audition. <laughs> I have no idea what the fuck. I was like, and I've gotten looks from people, man, where I've come in, done my show in the studio, out of the studio. All right, I'm all set. You can get in there. And they're like, did you do your whole show? And I'm like, yeah, why? And they're like, that was quick. And I'm like, well, A, I went in prepared. <laughs> and B, all I have to do are breaks. I don't, how long is it supposed, like if I walk into the studio knowing everything that I'm going to do, I never wrote that, I didn't write out the context of a break, but I, no, I didn't write out the, the con, yeah, like I didn't write out the words. I didn't have a script, but I would write out a subject for each break and I would just look at it and follow along and bang it out and that was it so I had I was fully prepared now I come in I and mean, it's still to do the show it takes me 20 minutes to do the show but dude, it's 21 years it's 21 years in radio and again I go oh, back yeah. to Absolutely. I go back to being able to do a live show and doing all the live shows that we did whether it was you know doing full-time nights or doing overnights or whatever it was we were live, bro. The radio thing, and that's the thing. And again, when I said that I made two demo tapes and I got on the air, and you said you made a boatload of them. Let me just interrupt you real quick. Uh, yeah. Anyone who gets into radio or has been in radio, uh, doesn't matter to me. Any shift you do, it's still effing radio. Envy right. it, love it, doesn't matter. Well, I was on four in the morning on Sunday. Bullshit, that's still great. You're still on the radio. Right. There's always somebody listening. Yo, nurses, people who work the third, fourth shift, over, people work overnight. Somebody's listening. Somebody's out. Somebody's yeah. whatever in the car. People are always on the roads. Yeah. You treat every shift like it's, it's gold. Yeah. I mean, now for me, when I say that I made like two, three, two to three demos to get on, the on-air part has always been relatively easy for me um whether it be the creative aspect or just the way my mind works and figuring it out um one of the conversations i had with um, our mutual friend mike adams adam kelly cabby <laughs> cabby whatever you oh, want to call him people thought me and him were, people thought me and him were the same person on the radio. adam smasher uh, <laughs> uh he came up to me one day and this is when he was doing part-time stuff when we all work together. I mean, and that's him and a couple of other people got me into being kind of the radio geek of listening to other jocks and finding out who guys like Billy Hammond were or who actually, who, who Kim Kid Kelly actually was. Not the Backtracks USA guy, but the night jock that was on the flamethrower. I still watch his stuff on YouTube. It's phenomenal. Oh my God, yeah, absolutely. So, but those are the guys, and they got me into the, you know, being able to hit the post or just hearing a song and, you know, hitting that post. Um, so, but Mike says to me, he goes, bro, I don't get it. He's like, you pissed me off. I'm like, I don't even know what I did. Like you barely see me. I had a full-time job like in construction and would come to the radio station once in a blue moon. And he was like, bro, I sit here and bust my ass and think it's stuff to like, just rack my brain of things to say. Cause you walk in the studio at like 11.30 for a midnight shift, turn the mic on and just boom. And I'm like, 
I don't want to sound, and I still don't want to come across as an arrogant fuck when it comes to this. I was like, but this is, this shit is easy. Like this, for me, for me, it's, it's easy. And he was just like, really? I was like, yeah, like, I don't, it just all comes to my head. It's just, it's just been a thing that I've always been able to do when it came to being on the air. I didn't really have to practice much. I didn't have, and like my, my finding my, you know, my finding my footing was from being on the air and then developing and then starting to listen to other people. And that's, that's where like Eddie, I'll, 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 I'll go back to what Eddie said earlier, do your homework. Doing your homework means go listen, the internet, you can find everything. Um, you go to YouTube and type in California air check. There are an enormous amount, of, but they're only like three, three minute, 25 second videos of some of the most talented people that have ever done this from guys to, from Broadway, Bill Lee, uh, Jojo Kincaid, Amazing. Uh, um, uh, George McFly, certain things. Some of George's videos, I'm like, the fuck, why isn't that man wearing a shirt? There's one he was on. The Domino's break. Oh, man. oh my God. When he was on uh, XXX, I think it was, right? It was XXX in, in like out in California. Yeah. And he's talking up U2 Desire. Oh my God. And you know how long it took me to catch? And this, I mean, this is going back. This is like, he was like a, like a rapper where like the wordplay he used, where he was like, Oh, you too, where he like ended with like you too. I didn't, you know how long it took me to realize he was introducing the fucking song? Two? Yeah, like, you, like, you too. Oh, you too. And it was like, and he, like the whole thing, like someone called Domino's now, and the song goes, yeah. Yeah, yeah. It took me probably a year and a half. I like a lot of times, like you would like text me shit or say shit to me, and I'm like, I don't even know what we're talking about. I just know that he said a bunch of shit really fast. And it rhymed, and he sounded he sounded insane, and I yeah, loved it. Yeah, yeah. But he had, but again, and you go, but there are air checks. Uh, there's an air check on there of Joey. There's a very, there is an air check. There's a couple different ones of uh, Chio to Hitman. Um, who else? There's a couple of Kid Kelly. There's an old Romeo uh, when he was on in uh, Detroit, and then Billy the Kid too. Billy the Kid. There's a, there's like three Billy the Kids. Yeah, when he was doing nights in Dallas, yeah, dude, he was a good stuff, man. Good, dude, he was he was a beast. And and I've I've had the opportunity. I've never talked to him in person, but I've I've exchanged emails with Billy a couple times. And uh, honestly, one of the nicest people there there, there could be. And yeah. uh, and and that was that was refreshing as hell because that's a guy who has you know his 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 his. Uh, his footprint on the landscape of this business is quite large. Yeah, he was. And phenomenal. he's super, super nice guy. We used to do stuff. He was one of our uh, piped in jocks and he, I would send him, I had to send him like liners, like, Hey, this is what the stuff is that we're doing with the radio station to make them sound local. And so I would send him maybe 10 things and he would send back 30 because he was doing like different variations he would do a, like a, an upbeat read. So if he's talking up an upbeat song, he would send me a mellow, you know, easy read where you're talking up. By the way, if you are listening to this and you are in radio and you fucking yell over every song, I, there are times where I've thought about punching you in the throat. And that's another thing where it goes back to management not doing their job. 
feel the music talk to the talk with the music blend with that if you are talking over a fucking ballad or a down tempo song stop yelling don't you don't need to be energetic all the time put your bedroom voice on god damn it amen i'm just saying i'm sorry you know it's like you don't always need to talk like this when you're talking over ed sheeran no yucking cue either no, you don't need to put on the radio voice for everything. We got Ed Sheeran right now, right here. It's going to be good. We're not announcers anymore, man. This is not the 50s. Mm. Stop that shit. Um, I do want to talk about us being apart for a good 13 years. And uh, then back to working together. Yeah, absolutely. On a, week, on a weekend basis. So after, I you know what I was I looked at the clock and I'm like we're like 40 minutes into this, and I got a really really good feeling we're going to be talking about one particular break, right? Oh, of course we are, of course we are. I promise you that we would do this. And by the way, we've been talking for over an hour. Just like Love it. See what I mean? This is what I'm talking about. It's it's like boom boom boom. <laughs> so, um, Eddie and yes, I have I, not seen each other for 13 years. Was that oh. roughly nine? Nine years? Yeah. Okay. Are we? Are we? We're getting to where, where I think we're getting, right? Oh, of course we are. Of course we are. So, um, I'm now doing like Sunday afternoons. Eddie is doing earlier in the Sunday. So it's like I don't know three o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, and I come walking in. What's up, man? He's like. Hey, what's going on, bro? Hang on a minute. I got to talk. <laughs> now, Eddie, Eddie, sign off till this day. I got to go. My mom is here to pick me up. And then, so he does this. He goes, call letters. Excuse me while I do my Eddie Hernandez. Call letters. I got to go. It's time for me to go. My mom is here to pick me up. Uh, D Scott is on next. Yo, D, would you plow Jordan Sparks? We're playing um, Tattoo Tattoo by Jordan Sparks. So I'm like, now, keep in mind, I literally just walked into the studio. I was not prepped for this whatsoever. And they, I go, her driveway? Yeah, would you? Would you? <laughs> uh, face down, hiney up, so you could see her tattoo and be all cool with it? And all you hear from me in the background is, what? Oh, what? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, and that was it. And that was that was the that was the break. Uh, so have a great who, rest of your 2009. Bye bye. God bless. There it is. I, I take off the microphone. I looked at you. I said, I'm fucked. And you said, I have no part in this. <laughs> I'm so sorry for you because it's gonna happen. Um. Th so there. That is the. Uh, the the infamous Jordan Sparks break that there is a certain amount of people and if you follow us or you're friends with us on social media or you you know we happen to be <laughs> mutual friends and you see me and Eddie talking or Shadow Michaels talking about it or Kevin Callahan mentioning it or uh, Terry O'Donnell mentioning it uh, uh, that is the break that's what Eddie said yo I again nine years after never seen each I hadn't seen each other yo D 
Would you plow Jordan Sparks? D. Scott is in next. Yo, D, would you plow Jordan Sparks' uh, driveway, would you? Would you make you, make her bite your pillow face there down up so you can look at her tattoo and be all cool with it? Uh, what? Have a great rest of your 2009. I'm out the door, but by God bless. There Mike is. off. Holy fuck, I'm dead. Hey, how you been? Holy <laughs> shit. Um, 50 some odd emails and calls, I believe, is what they received. Uh, yeah, Terry, make- uh, uh, Terry calls me uh, Monday and goes, first off, that break was one of the funniest fucking things I heard in my life. Second thing, we had like four parents complain because they were dropping off uh, Christmas gifts and uh, they were talking about uh, face down, hiney up. Yeah. Great. Um, by the way, it was a Sunday, apparently, and it was clearly around Christmas time. Um, so, and Merry it, Christmas. Yeah, and it's a Sunday afternoon, bro. Like, and I'm just like, wow. Like, that was the first thing we, after, you know, aside from when I walked in the studio, hey, man, how you been? And then next thing I know, Eddie's doing overnights. Uh, that is the, that is the world famous. And that's, <clears throat> and that's where I say, you know, that, and by the way, Kevin Callahan said to me, he goes, thank you so much for not taking part in that <laughs> and, and doing your best to avoid it <laughs> and, and not responding with anything. I was like, I didn't really know how, and it's rare that you can say something to me and I do not have some sort of comment to come back with. Um, it's it's rare. like yesterday, doesn't it? It feels like yesterday. Cause I, 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 could, I could visually see it right now in your face. Because the well, studio yeah, I mean, is it was in like, the original. It was, yeah. The, looking at you. And then, yeah, the, the, but it was like, holy fuck, what the... And um, so that is the uh, that is the famous break. But that goes back to me saying earlier where I said Eddie and I have two completely different styles on the air. Stuff like that never would cross my mind to say on the radio. Yeah, I, I just do it. Radio, Eddie just says it, um, which you would think after 20 plus years in the business that the filter would kind of kick in. Like there is no safe safe harbor you still and it was an I understand that after 10 o'clock is supposed to be a safe harbor area but you still can't say fuck like you can't no, but it, there was there was so many breaks uh, I have boxes and boxes of cassette tapes and it would say like randomly like 522 2004 and it would and just some of the I listened back and I'm like wow like I'm, it was just some good times brother um it, it, I mean I can sit here and sing your praises. I loved the, that was my dentist break that you did. I know you know that. Oh, girl. Oh my God. Where your, your, your quote unquote girlfriend was like on the phone or whatever. And you're like, that was my dentist. And it was um, also the, the locked out of the studio break was fucking genius. Break on the phone. Which, by the way, I stole, and I told you I stole it, and I did that, and I and I did a break where I said I got locked out of the studio. Uh, I'm working on getting back in, but for now I got to be on the phone. Um, that was another fucking genius break. I but uh, like for real, I think one of the funniest things I heard was the that was my dentist break. Right? I, I, that was I totally forgot about that. Did you really? Yeah, I I don't remember the context of the of the break. 
Um, it's, I, I want to say it sounded like you were hitting on a girl. On the oh, phone. yeah, yeah. Uh, what are you doing? Do I make you feel good? I, was, I, was, I forget what song. I was like, yeah, yeah. Do I? Do I make you really feel good? Yeah, 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 yeah. Eddie, who are you talking to? Uh, my dentist? <laughs> yeah. That's, so it's, it's a conversation between Eddie and his girl, and then a, an outside voice comes in. Eddie, who are you talking to? Like, playing the role of his girlfriend. Yeah. And then he's like, oh, my dentist? And, like, and that was the break. Like, that was the, that was the, the cutoff. In the yeah, went, went, went right into a promo, yeah. It was uh, an Usher, because I, I did the, uh, like, the, the club mix. Okay. Uh, uh, where, you are, where you're at now. Yep. It was like the, a slow Usher, then it went, went into fast. I had like 40 seconds to... Oh, that was, dude, that was one of the best fucking... That's, that's literally one of the best breaks I've ever heard. But that was, and you're like, and I've done crazy, like not, nothing like that. But, and I don't remember a lot of the phone calls that I've done. I've, uh, I've done variations of breaks that I've heard that like on my own. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Rob, uh, after that, he put a delay in because me and DJ Grimm <laughs> were doing that show. And yep. that was why, because it was, it was okay to do that. Because again, we were talking about this earlier, 2005, 2004 radio, a lot different than today where you can oh, yeah. be that, what do you call it? That personality, you know, um, way before social media. So it was almost like, you know, and uh, it was night radio. So right. why not? It was after ten o'clock. You know what I'm saying? Jesus. Yep. So, but. Oh, it was that that break. You sent. I remember you sending that to me, and I was like, "Holy shit! That is, is that is fucking gee, That is gold. That do is you, absolute gold." Do you still have that? I, I don't even know what I did oh, with God, it. Oh God, dude! I think I don't even remember where you sent it to me, how you sent it to me. It Probably might have been my Juno, Juno email or something. Yo, it might have been MySpace. Like I, so yeah. I'm not even sure. Um, I got to do. I talked about. I had J. Raj on, which you and I talked earlier about people that have passion for this business. That kid, Justin Great. Ellis, that kid loves radio. I think more than you and I could ever imagine. Um, let, me, let me interrupt you here. I love radio. I hate. Mm -hmm. I was again for me being on the radio. I, I I love every second of it, but as far as behind the scenes, that's that's all you, man. I, I again, that's why I never panned out because my production was terrible. I'll admit that. But as far as being on the radio, granted, I love having weekends off now. But damn it, I miss being on the effing radio. I want to yeah. get back on the radio. You know, so well, this probably won't help, but whatever. <laughs> oh, so okay. I'm 42. I stained my uh, porch today. I'm good. I'm being a, a mid 40s year year old guy. You're a husband, bro. You are yes. a husband. And you, so you were doing honeydew stuff. Honeydew this, <laughs> honeydew that. You had to yes. you had to check them shits off your honeydew list. I get it. I got um, high yeah, blood I mean, pressure. That's that's one of the things for you that and it was the behind the scenes stuff and not necessarily playing the game the right way. Um, you are a very outspoken individual. Something does, if something rubs you the wrong way, you're you're kind of doing it. You're saying it. Um, Mike Adams had the same issue. Mike was a, one of the fucking most brilliant minds in radio. Creative, fun, hilarious on the air. Um, even though he says that you know he worked and worked and worked and my shit was all natural. He was like you know he the stuff that he would do and, and the way his brain worked, but he was also that 
didn't want to play the game. And, you know, that's for any industry, there is a certain amount of politicking you got to do or the games that you got to play. And I've just been fortunate enough to, I just kind of do my thing. Like I shut up, I put my head down and I, I go like that's yeah, it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, I don't agree with everything. I don't think everything that's being done is right. But at the same time, I, I just adopt or adapt the way that I do what I do to the way they're asking me to do it. You know, I'm not, I will never be that robot on the radio. I don't want to be the cookie cutter cutting, you know, just, I want that personality. I'm going to give you what you're looking for, but I want to be able to have my personality. And uh, I hear a lot of just very cookie cutter kind of blah stuff. And for some reason that's getting pushed and people are getting, you know, like those are the ones that are being pushed all over the place. And I'm like, and I've sent stuff out and I'm not, I'm not bitter. I'm not knocking anybody. And I, I listen, nothing but respect and love for the people that are doing it. There's no hate whatsoever. But if you're looking for me to send you something to see if I'm good for you to put on other radio stations all over the place and the demo you get is not just dot, da dot, da dot, da dot, dot, da dot, da dot, da dot, every time it's not going to be like, I, I'm not you. I'm not Jordan Sparks plowing shit. You You're know? not my dentist. I'm not your dentist. I'm not biting pillows. <laughs> nope, not doing that. But you're not catching. You're not catching cribs in a helicopter, right? No, I remember that break too. I, I, yeah, I do remember that one too. Um, but I'm not. It, it's not just like a cookie cutter break. It, it just will not work for me. I do my stuff in Albany. I have a weekend gig on KC 101 in, uh, in New Haven. I just do Sundays. I'm in contact with the guy that's in charge, Adam Rivers. I love Adam. Yeah. Dude, he's like, dude, like we were going back and forth with, and we were on a, on like an Instagram thing on a, on a photo or something. And they were like, it was an old salesperson that I, that used to work here that worked out there. And she was like, you'd be good. Like telling Adam, like, you'd be good to D da 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 da. And I, he was like, dude, I love D. He was like, he's literally like one of the funniest people we have on, on my station. And I was like, holy shit, thank you. I do like four hours a week. Yeah, I'm like. What do you want? Sundays from noon to four. Um, stream, you, stream you tomorrow. And for me, iHeartRadio app, where you're listening to this wonderful podcast right now. Uh, for me, like when we started it, it was funny because it was uh, the, the way it came about. It was National Radio Day. So I took and I made a pic collage and I posted all the stations that I worked on. Uh, old ones, I didn't care. The ones that I worked for a different company, I worked down in Poughkeepsie, put that on there. So Adam hits me up, like he messages, or he not messages me, he comments. He was like, yo, we got to get KC 101 on your, on your thing and your collage. And I'm like, that's kind of up to you, B. I'm like, I don't, <laughs> it's like, it's your station, man. I'm just, <laughs> it was like, yeah, I'm just telling yeah. you, bro. You know? And he goes, all right. He's like, is it something you'd be interested? So I was like, yeah. I was like, that'd be cool. So I kind of let it go a couple days. My email, I was like, yo. I was like, for real? Like, is that a thing that you could? He's like, yeah. So honest to God, it was like a Thursday. He's like, all right, you're on this Sunday. What? Like, what? He goes, I talked to my IT guys. We got you mapped in. Da 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 da. You're That's on this Sunday. He goes, oh, but we don't have any budget, which I understand. 
you know, part-timers and stuff. And I'm like, I don't, I said, bro, you got, at the time I was doing like three hours. I was doing like 11 to two. I'm like, bro, it's a three hour shift. It's going to literally take me 10 minutes. 10 minutes. I was going to say this, take you like 10 minutes. You know, and listen, Adam, if you're listening to this podcast, you know that my 10 minutes is still giving you three hours, four hours of good radio. So it's not the amount of time I spend doing it. It's, it's the content and the product that we're putting out. Hey, Adam, do you need help out there too or what? I know a guy. I know. Listen, so now when he said that to me, I said, bro, it's not about the money. Like, I'm not worried about that. And I'm not really trying to pad my resume at this point because I'm not really going anywhere. And it's like, oh, I can put this on it. Yeah, it is what it is. I'm on KC101, which is a legendary station. Mm-hmm. You know, the people that have come through those doors and have worked on that station. Same thing, I filled in on uh, Kiss 95.7 in Hartford. And I'm like, dude, and at the time, like Hartford was, a that station was like a launching pad for some of these people. <laughs> My guy, uh, he went by Prolific. He, and now, he, now he's, on, in this, he's on the station in New York. Um, Mike Adam, not Mike Adams, Mike Adam, who has... He's younger. He's younger than we are, but he's got that like. He's one of those young jocks that that has it. You know the what I it mean? It factor, the it factor, right? Yeah, he gets it. Like I listen to some of his demos and the sarcasm and shit that he does with with listeners, and I just laugh my ass off. And uh, never met him. Uh, I've had conversations with him. He probably uh, gets back to you right away if you text him too, right? Well, yeah, like I message him on social and stuff and we chat, like if I comment on something and this kid's got like thousands or hundreds of thousands of followers because of where he is and what he's done. He's also done TV and shit like that. So he's, you know, the name has been out there, but it's like, and he was like doing uh, a pop, like pop star magazine or something like that when magazine was like print. Um, So he did some stuff with that and it was just like, but he's, a nice dude like super cool guy but you hear him on the air and man it was like oh shit like he's one of my influences too or one of my like i look up to him even though it's funny how people are that are younger to you that you look longer younger than you that you look up to in this business and it's it's but he was he was really good i forgot what the fuck i was even talking about dude about the kid in uh, hartford oh so yeah my bad thank you um so that was, you know, I was like, dude, I do, I don't mind being on KC 101 for free. Like, Jagger is the is the PD out there, dude. Awesome. I'm like, wait. So you, I get the work. Like, I mean, he kind of oversees it. I think Adam Adam runs the station. I'm pretty sure he might be PD at this point. I don't know. Management doesn't mess with me out there either. But not for nothing, they just put me on their station, bro. I didn't send them anything. We talked. Like we had a summit thing here in my building. I talked with Jagger. I talked with Adam. It was just shooting the shit. Um, and then through this process, they were like, no demo sent, no nothing, no, not even like a scoped show. Yeah, you're on this Sunday, 11 to 2. That tells you something too. I was like, how did I get a job? I was like, why was it that easy? To... I mean, granted, you're not paying me. But they don't have to, like, they kept, like, I'm still doing it. So, obviously, I'm doing something okay. Yeah. Because I'm free. Like, you know, you could just say, listen, you're not on anymore. You suck. You know? <laughs> like, but it was like, I was like, I just got to, on the spot, like, holy shit. How did I get this gig? 
and then there was gigs that I would apply for and not get those. And I was like, well, what happened there? <laughs> You're D Scott, man. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the problem. Maybe they listened to my demo or were like, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> no, we're good. Fuck this guy. Um, I would add, uh, we're going to go in a different direction. Yeah. We, I, listen, I actually applied for a gig out in uh, Green Bay when I got let go or whatever um, from Knights. Mm. And, you know, I had a kid on the way, but, you know, and it was like, and a kid already here, I needed a gig. So I said, I'm like on the, you know, I'm on the, on the hot sheets, the, the, the business, you know, the, the, whatever the fuck it is. Um, yeah. And I, so I apply, I send my resume, I send my demo. I'm like, oh, it's Green Bay. It's got to be a decent market, right? It's, they got the Green Bay Packers. There. Like they got a. It's over 200, isn't it? Yeah, it's like the size of my fucking closet, apparently. It's like market 237. Right? So I was like, well, that's unfortunate. But I had a phone interview because, again, uh, it was Green Bay and uh, we're in Albany, New York. So they're not exactly next to one another. So I do my phone interview. Thank you. I mean, it, was, it went well. It went real, real well. It was, uh, and then a little while, you know, like a day or two later, they call me back. They wanted me. Uh, what's it going to take to get you out here? So I give him a number. Now, this is for nights. Like, not the highest paid day part you're going to get. Like, I'm pretty sure middays makes better money than nights. And midday is a shittier day part than nights, especially in a top 40. Because not for nothing, anyone that's listening right now, when you walk into an office, how many at-work people have on your favorite hit music radio station? Let me answer that for you. Fucking like two, dude. And it's not an office. You're in like a gas station <laughs> or a corner store. You might yeah. want, you might go into a bodega and they might have on your favorite fucking top 40 radio station. So, uh, so I give them a number and they're like, and it's just quiet. And I'm like, hello? Because again, now I'm talking to Green Bay on my cell phone. And I'm like, and they're like, yeah. Uh, we're not going to be able to do that. And I explained to them, I said, well, listen, I understand. I said, I have a daughter here. I was like, I have a daughter on the way, or I have a child on the way. I need to make it worth my while to move to Green Bay, Wisconsin, where my daughter is not going to be with me. Cause it was with a different, my first daughter's with a different person than my second daughter. I'm like, I can't just move across the country to Green Bay, Wisconsin to market 200 and 400 with like, like the last market on the scale. Like, I don't know how small the market gets, but I'm pretty sure like East Podunk, New Mexico is a bigger market than Green Bay, Wisconsin. And they were like, we completely understand. Thank you so much for it. I mean, they were really cool about it. Yeah. But it was like, man, I can't move out there for 20 grand a year. You know, it was just. Just not a thing. Um, and then the, I had some other gigs that came up. Like the one gig was at, uh, God, I know I just won't say the station, but it was in Scranton, Wilkes-Barre. And the kid that ended up getting the gig, uh, again, nights, he ended up on PLJ. God bless and rest, rest the soul of 95.5 PLJ. Uh, doing nights there and ended up on like, TV and all this shit. 
And I was like, well, God bless that dude, because you know damn well. And he was a handsome fella, let me tell you. And that was not me either. Like, no one's putting me on. Like, the, they ha- like every once in a while, they have to here. Um, I've done commercials or, like, news spots and shit. And I was like, yo, I don't belong on TV. Like, I don't know. Oh, I did TV. I dabbled in TV. Oh, my God. You were so good. Oh, can we talk about CR6? Whatever you want to do, bro. Oh, Eddie all proud, sending me videos from when he was on CR6, which he was like the, he was like the guest yeah, guy. DJ Thomas was the I did the uh, video watch. Yeah. Poor like my Tommy Hilfiger polo shirt. Yes. And it was on CR6, baby. Every Damn out. Every out. Every out was the CR6. He had to throw in that baby. I was like, God damn it, man. Couldn't you say something different? <laughs> I will. I'm going to say baby. And the CR6, baby. <laughs> yeah, I just put a different inflection on it. Maybe they won't. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was good times. That was 2003. That was 25, man. Yeah. And that, that was a relationship that was ruined by the radio station that we both have worked at at the time because they launched it with different people. Yeah. And they did that, and next thing I know, somebody messed that relationship up, and next thing I know, CR6 is across the street. But uh, poor Eddie. Close. Eddie had hair. It was beautiful. It's on my Facebook page. You got to search that. Yeah, it is. Yeah, Eddie with hair at the Great Escape on CR6. I was, I was introducing uh, trains. Uh, ain't calling all angels. Yes. No, Where you and that? you did. Yeah, you did the old, where's all my angels at? And the fucking kids were looking at you like you had six heads. Like, who is it? Shut up. Like, <laughs> who's this Filipino guy? What? Who is this guy that looks kind of like The Rock, only uh, not as handsome? <laughs> like Brian Cody always told me, I look like a chubby version of Lou Diamond Phillips. <laughs> I can see that. I can see that. You might have been better, a better choice then to play Richie Valens in La Bamba than Lou Diamond Phillips because Richie Valens, the real Richie Valens, was not as handsome as Lou Diamond Phillips. They Hollywooded the shit out of Richie Valens. I love our conversation. How are we talking about Richie Valens now? Because you said his name, and I'm a huge fan of Richie Valens. Richie with a T. Hey, it could have been worse. You could have been Ricky Zuela. (laughs) Sorry, I've, I've watched that movie millions of hunt no millions hundreds of times um great movie but now here i am now that movie comes out whenever whenever it came out so i'm younger uh you want to you want to talk about a mind fuck on like an an, like an 11 12 year old i watched the movie where lou diamond phillips plays richie valens right and that blonde girl whoever that was plays donna and then I see the real Richie Valens, and I'm like, who the fuck is that guy? Because Richie Valens was a chubby guy. Yeah. He, but he, like I said, they Hollywooded the shit out of Richie Valens with the Lou Diamond Phillips cast. Mm-hmm. And the same thing with Donna. Donna was not a thin, Hollywood-looking girl. She was bigger. Whatever. I mean, and, and that's not to knock on anything. Just oh, no, no. the girl that played Donna in the movie didn't look anything like the fucking real Donna. No. So, but uh, yeah, dude. So thank you to Brian for pointing that out because now I'll never not see that. 1999 to me. And that's yeah. how I remember that. Because like a chubby every- version of Richie Valens. 
Lou Diamond Phillips. You make a chubby Lou Diamond Phillips, whatever, dude. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, when you you contacted me, was it last week? Because I, I always wanted to be a part of this, you know, just to yeah. be a guest or whatever. I, it's like you're like the only one in this business that understands me as far as how emotional I get. Um, I, I, I get very emotional in this business, even though mm-hmm. I'm, uh, I'm only doing it part time. Right. It, it just means something to me. And, and yet people even laugh at me saying, how do you remember this? Because I best part of my life is doing radio. And I, I could rem- I remember every little thing in radio because it me- it means something to me. Not for nothing, bro. Not to take away from the moment. A, I don't want you to start crying. B, no. your wife is probably going to listen to this. So maybe it wasn't the best part of your life. <laughs> Sorry, she D. Knows. She knows. Saying, Sorry, D. Uh, the early no, part of it, the, before he knew you part of his life. Yeah, yeah. I, uh, I, just, I just feel as though <clears throat> I want to write a book about radio. I really do. All right. Um, you should probably just tell your stories and get a ghostwriter. You're not the. Never mind, I man. I know I'll write. It, I'll write it in crayon. Good. It's a kid's book. Yay. Maybe have somebody else write it. Like, like you just tell the stories. And I, I mean, and you know, it's funny because, for what we do for a living, uh, which we're you know we have to, we're communicators. We have to talk. Yeah, I don't know as if you're the most articulate person to do this, but. <laughs> it's funny. I was just talking to my wife a few hours ago, and it's, she goes, man, I mean, you stutter and stutter and stutter. When I'm, on, I'm, see what I mean? when yeah. I'm on the radio, it's different. It's weird. It goes away. But then again, you're not necessarily, you're thinking on the fly, but not thinking on the fly. You have a topic that you know you want to talk about. Yeah. And I mean, really, how much can you fuck up in twelve seconds? Like, Wait, it's like we went shopping. Like, get, 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 get milk. Get milk. <laughs> like, no, it's but, like. But again, I mean, it's just—it's a natural thing. And on top of the fact that, like, you know, you're only talking for 12, 15 seconds, maybe seven seconds. So, and I and I say, how bad can you fuck up in twelve seconds? Believe me, you can mess that up really bad. And I'm not just talking. That's not a. That's not a knock at Eddie. That goes for anybody. You can fuck up 12 seconds. Oh my Real. god, it could be bad. Jeez. And it's funny too. Like uh, my last show was in March, early March, and it was. I was noticing the trends. It was like uh, maybe it's just a coincidence, but it was like all my talk always were like cold intros. Oh, <laughs> that's a sign. That's definitely a sign. Wait a minute. Nah, it's like, just. I, I'm uh, just gonna. Just gonna do a, a four-hour shift of station IDs. Thank you. I have the utmost respect for our PD because I trained our PD. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then you know we all, we all. I mean, it's that's the thing. This business is so incestuous. Uh, it's such a small circle that people don't realize. Um, I love the PD there. Mm-hmm. I nothing but respect for that person um, and love them. I, I honestly do. Um, She's amazing. Grew up, amazing. Grew up together in this business, like for real. She did middays, I did nights, same station. She left to go do amazing things elsewhere. Tampa, uh, right? Tampa. Yeah, yeah. absolutely amazing yeah. things, what she did and helped them. 
on a legendary station down there uh, and actually helped launch a country station in Tampa as well. Um, so I, have, I, I would never speak down or any kind of ill will towards her ever. Um, granted, we compete against her on multiple levels now because you know, we work for different companies. We work for different stations and we work for the same formatted radio stations. But that is what it is. Uh, that, that's not a personal thing. Professional and personal are completely different. Uh, we've had that conversation <clears throat> where I can, I can dog the living shit out of somebody the way they do something on the radio and like them as a person. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's not hard for me to personally and professionally separate things because it it goes with that, uh, that love or that desire for good breaks on the good radio. Absolutely. Whether, whether or not nowadays that shit matters to people, it matters to the people that listen to, to the people that know what they're listening to. It matters to them. My thing, my thing has always been to get the respect of the people that do this. If the listeners like me, that is great. But if the people that know what they're listening to, like what I do, yeah, that means more to me for you to fucking say to me, you're one of my favorites. And I'm like, bro, like, and I, and, and I tell you all the time, you are still one of the best in the area. You're one of the best that there is, not just the area. So for you to tell me that, and I know the people that you look up to, the spiders, the broadways, you know, yeah. the names that people, the, <coughs> the Billy Hammonds, <coughs> that's a name from the past, by the way, I've mentioned Billy twice now. And he was, there are, very few, there are so many, so few people that might know who we're talking about. Um, I got to watch him work one day. In the, in the studio over there, dude, wow. And I had no idea what I was watching, like none. That was, I was still really, really green in this. And it was like, holy shit, this guy is fantastic. He did a thing, he was filling in, he was applying. He was actually auditioning on that station. And he did a thing, back then we had like uh, jock shouts, jock shout jingles. So it was, you know, this guy on did it you know the jingle will play so what did he do because he was only on for a week and he didn't have them but everybody else had them so for continuity purposes he wanted to play his too so he he took out the person's name that like he just took somebody's and it he just goes billy hammond (laughs) (laughs) it was one of it was simple and but it was still creative creative he's like i want one of those too but um so but what i was saying was for you to for me knowing your background and the love that you have and the people that you idolize in this business for you to say to me that i'm one of your favorites Mm -hmm. means means the world to me dude like you have you have no idea and i don't know if i've ever really expressed it to you um to have your respect especially as you were, you were doing this prior to me doing it. So it means so much to me that you have that kind of respect for me in this business. So 
And oh. you were like, I'm going to get emotional. And here I am getting emotional. Jesus, Jesus Christ. Oh, man. But it's like, listen, that's... Always, I get you, bro. I get you. But that's, that, and it's rare that you're really going to get me from the heart. Because um, usually I just, man, I just, I'm like Deadpool. Ha! <laughs> Fake laugh, hiding real pain. Uh, nah, that's, that means a lot to me, man. Um, it, it's, it's, it's 100% true, you know. And uh, again, for, for the longest time, me and you really didn't really... Uh, click as far as but and then i honestly think the jordan sparks break we uh it was a yeah that was a bonding moment like it was a bonding moment and it was just and the not clicking thing has a lot to do with a we were young b we were both fed you work for the competition you're like like you left us to go uh, across the street rightfully so because i'm pretty sure you got fucked over and then our boss got canned and picked up and it was, so you did what you had to do. Yeah. But, and, but it's that game that they like to play, especially, especially there, like but when you're younger and it's not, I think it's what it is. is it's a, it's a younger thing, you yeah. know, just being immature. So we didn't click because we were both being told, well, they worked for the competition. Like we can't be friends. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, no, I get you. I get you. Like, and that was fed from other people because, yeah. well, he works for that company or you work for this company. And, and it's like, you guys aren't allowed to be friends. You're, you're supposed to butt heads. And it was like this constant competition, especially at the time, the other station hadn't had that in a long time. They yeah, we, really, but we were a good sounding station. I, I have to give that, that credit. Uh, give us Rob credit smoked it. It was Rob amazing. Was- amazing. I, dude, the conversations with Rob were always, it makes more sense now because I've been around it for a longer time. But like when I was a fucking nobody, be like, hey man, come here. Hey bro, hey bro, come here. You want to hear a hot promo that I just put together? And I'm like, I don't know what the <laughs> fuck you're talking about. Like I was literally, yeah. like he would, I was, maybe I was the only yeah. person and he just got done finishing it's this funny promo. funny you said, I know that with Rob, he was like, hey, hey man, uh, we're getting Spider Harrison to voice track uh, Sunday. I said, can I be on after him? So he has to introduce me. <laughs> nice. Yeah, nice. He, would, <laughs> he would do that shit to me over there. And I was like, honest to God, I was, that was like brand new. I just got done interning and was brand new. Nobody knew who the fuck I was. Rob did, cause he hired me. Uh, and I was just like walking through the building. Come in here, bro. Hey man, come here. Want to hear this hot promo? And I would hey, listen man, yeah. to it. And he did it to me like all the time. And I would listen to it. I'd be like, it sounds great, bro. That sounds awesome. Not a fucking clue what I just listened to, man. I didn't know what he was doing, nor did I give a no, rat's ass. I know. I know. I know. He was, he was, was passionate about those promos. <laughs> but he had to. It, he was the PD. And, yes. he, and he put in all that work because back then there was no production libraries. There was no, like, quick things. You just boom, boom, boom shell you get a shell and make it and insert your voice whatever rob was building that from scratch and he put in hours of work little tweaks here and there and he was playing it for me and i was 20 years old and had no fucking idea what i just listened to didn't get he's like did you hear how that that phaser came in and did it and i'm like uh what i'm like rob i'm just coming to get my check i'm going to get drunk I'm like, what yeah. are we doing? Yeah. like yeah. I'm a kid and I had no, but you had other people there, Joey's 
and and you know and the Mike Adams and the, and the Mike Checknickies that yeah. were that knew it. They were radio people, and I was just like, I just want to say stupid shit on the radio. Can I just say and stupid that's shit? It, on the yeah, radio? yeah. Like yeah, even today's today's uh, group, they again, I don't know. I mean, they probably don't even know who the jocks that we're talking about are. No, and that's but see now that's the problem because. When you and I, we can sit here and talk history about yeah. stuff. We mentioned names, Woody and Jim, mm -hmm. Todd Pettengill, mm -hmm. Sugar Bear, yep. Brian Cody, mm -hmm. Ellen Rockwell, Todd Tyler, Glenn Stacy. Todd Tyler, wow. Yeah, Glenn. Glenn trained me. He was- uh, Yeah, Glenn's a great dude. He had to put the uh, the rag on my uh, my head because I was getting uh, my, uh, my, my first break. I was ready to pass out. Nice. But dude, what about and then? But if we talk about the history, that Jamie Roberts, Jim Steele, Shadow Jamie. Michaels, yeah. Shadow, and and we, but we talk about these people, and we know. I don't remember anything that they did on the radio because I was like fucking a child. Sorry to all of them. No disrespect to them. They're all just older than us. Um, but Shadow we Michaels. They, we know who they are. Like we know yeah. who they are. Uh, yo, Sugar Bear. Doing his, doing that mix show, we would tape all of that stuff, and that's what we would rock to playing basketball in the driveway. Yeah. Is that is that mix? He uh, when he got the became PD of the, the yeah. new station. Uh, Rob Michael Club Floor. I should. Eh. You know what I mean? All right. Uh, <laughs> I want it. Do not even. I I want it. Don't even. Right. Are you? I want it. I want it. I mean, oh, and that was, listen, it was when I, like, we did that, uh, that total request show, um, which was started by Donnie. And at the time, TRL was huge. So we were like, let's do this. And granted, it was not, you know, it's not a true request show that we still had a music log. But what we were doing was we were just soliciting a shit ton of phone calls. And Mike said, yo, I want, at the time, I think we played 13 songs an hour. I want 10 phoners on an hour. So Mike was doing the show, Mike Adams. That's hard to, that's hard to do. Yo, it was, it was bananas, that's, bro. Oh, that, that's crazy. So crazy. Mike, Adam Kelly was doing the show. I was doing overnights. So what I would do, now the show kicked off at nine o'clock, went nine to midnight. I would come in at 8.30 and the old, old setup, the air studio was on one side of the hall across the street was the production studio. Yeah. The phone, there was a phone uh, machine, like a, the, the Telos was in there in the production studio. So you could get phone calls in prod one that were coming into the air studio. So I was the phone screener for three hours prior to doing my six, oh, midnight to six shift. I was there for three hours answering phones. We did that. Sh it was, you know, hey, da da da. Hey, can you play? Because people still, and it was, they were calling with requests. So it was like, yo, we'll get that on. But can you do me a favor and say this? Yep. So it would be, I'm like, all right, hold on. I'm going to patch you through the studio. Da da da. Put them on hold. Mike, line one is, I had a music log in, my, in, in front of me. Line one is Mambo number five. Line two is Genie in a Bottle. Line three is LFO Summer Girls. Line four is Insane. Oh, God damn it. No. 
but in sync or Backstreet Boys or whatever it was. And for three hours a night, every Saturday night, bro, that's what we did. And the funny thing was, I remember Mike, Mike went to management and wanted to get me paid for coming in. And they were like, well, we, can, we don't, it wasn't in the budget. I was just doing it. And it was experience for me. Mm -hmm. And he, Mike would put me on the air too. So like we would come in there, we would do like, we'd do crossovers like all night long, just shooting the shit about stuff. So I was getting more exposure and being on the air and watching him work. Yes. You know, it was like, and Mike was just a part-timer at the time too. So every night I'm doing every weekend. They wanted to pay me in pizza, by the way. I was like, no, I'm good, man. I'm not worried about it. I don't need, I don't, he's like, yeah, it's not right. I'm like, I don't give a shit, bro. I'm coming in to help. A, you're my friend. B, it's experience for me. Um, I think like when ratings came out, like, you know, weekends aren't really rated, but you still get them. Like they don't count mm -hmm. towards you. Know, we had like a 23 share on Saturday nights. Like that's, that's yeah, we were, oh, damn. Those are Stern numbers, by the way. Those are Howard Stern numbers when he was on Terrestrial. Um, so Mike left, and we had new management coming in. Mike left or whatever. I went right to the PD, and I said, I've been doing this show. I know how it runs. I want this Saturday night shit. I want it. Now, the thing was, we had somebody doing it, like answering phones, and they didn't want them doing that anymore. So I was doing it on my own, dude. Like by myself, you want to talk about getting proficient with shortcut 360 and learning how to edit phone calls on the like quick. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Cause they still wanted 10 phoners an hour, but they didn't have somebody like nobody was answering. So I'm answering, setting up, re hitting record, doing it, editing, doing it again. Like I was like, Holy shit. That, those three hours were fucking bananas. Stage phone calls, right? All ten. Oh, it was all because someone was calling up and asking. I mean, people would call up and ask for songs we were going to play anyway. Yeah, but and that was like the the. I remember vividly. I remember the night Mike and I were on. It was a Saturday night in the fall. Yankees were in the World Series. They won the World Series that night, so it had to be ninety nine nine two thousand two thousand I think it was maybe two thousand I was still there in ninety nine so two thousand yeah when they when they beat the Mets it was a subway yes. series in two thousand the last I left, I left in May what's that I left in May of two April April of two thousand okay well we I was we were had the game on I was watching it in the prod studio answering phones coming in and giving updates on like it was like every five minute updates on the Yankee game. Dude, it was one of the most, it was probably one of the most fun nights I've had on the radio. And, and, and it was, it was a lot of work though, dude. I that shit was bananas, but we just worked together. Well, we really worked. And that was, then I got on the air and that's when Mike was like, what the fuck, dude, you don't even try. Are <laughs> <laughs> like, you mad at me for being just a natural at this? That's not my fault. Oh, I'm sorry, buddy. Yeah, it's like my bad. Oh, listen, I want to wrap this up. Uh, not because I couldn't talk with you more, but I have to pee. I can't believe we talked for two hours, dude. I can. And it's like, amazing. Really, I love it. It's, it's funny. I said something about my podcast to uh, one of the sellers, and he was like, yeah, but you're at your podcast for too long. They're like two, two and a half hours. I was like, because we start talking about shit, and we, that's how we go. And I, I don't care if four people listen to it. It was fun. Did you enjoy it? I want to do it again. All right. We will do it again. Absolutely. Eddie Hernandez, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for being a part of this foolish shit.
D. Scott, before I go, I want to say I have the utmost love and respect for you. Keep kicking ass, doing your radio thing. You are a legend. You are the icon. Oh, come on. Come on. Eddie, I love you like a brother. That will never change. Uh, and if you need a dentist, let me know. Okay. I will, I'll keep you in mind. And let me just say that whatever you just said, all the shit that you said to me, it goes double for you. I don't care what anyone says. You, my friend, are a legend. Uh, and you are an icon. And I, I love you like a brother. And God, I need to get you back on the radio some way, shape, or form. I don't care how it is. Anyone that's listening that needs a voice, that needs a talent, I'm telling you right now, this is your guy. And just ignore all the shit that we said during the podcast about the weird shit and crazy shit that he says on the radio. Awesome. <laughs> all right, brother. Like it was my